Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner and to another adventure in your imagination. We're going to travel again today to a really interesting place that I recently learned about. If you heard my last story episode, then you know that I'm talking about Wington. There, you'll find people, young and old and in between, that do things just like people you know. The only thing that sets them apart is that Wington is made up completely of birds. Now, granted, it takes some imagination to think of birds that dress like and act like people, but that's what my story corner is all about, using your imagination to let you see things that you might never see in real life. Take, for example, the stories I want to share with you today. One is about Mr. and Mrs. Robin, who are in the top flight of Wington society. They're looking for a new home, and of course, they want one that will impress all the other birds in Wington. But we're going to find out that their motives lead them to a very bad decision. Then there's the story of Mr. and Mrs. Sparrow, who are wise enough to learn from the mistakes made by the robins and choose very wisely when looking for a new home. Now, turn up your imaginations and hear two stories from Bird Life in Wington by J. Calvin Reed, with the permission of William B. Erdman's publishing company. The first story is called Too Modern. Mr. and Mrs. Robin were among the top 400 top-flight birds of Wington. They came from a wealthy family, the kind that can afford to go to Florida every winter. Their feathers were stunning, but always in good taste. They were members of the Treetop Birditarian Club, which was quite exclusive, and they attended church occasionally, always at Christmas and Easter. They were very up-to-date about everything and tried so hard to be modern. In fact, that was the cause of all their trouble. Here's how it happened. In the early spring, when all the birds in Wington were thinking and singing of building new nests, Mrs. Robin said to her husband, It seems everybody is planning to do the same old thing in the same old way. All the birds are going to build their nest in the forks of trees, in ivy vines, and under the eaves of houses. I wish for once we could be different and build a nest that everyone would notice and talk about. That's a good idea, answered Mr. Robin, as he looked down proudly at his stunning red vest. And I think I know just the place. Come, let me show you. So, into two little airplanes they jumped, and away they flew. Look, he said five minutes later, as he made a two-point landing on a limb, a little red house on wheels. Let's build our nest under that. 
Why, I never saw such a cute little thing in all my life, exclaimed Mrs. Robin as she flew around and over and under it. No doubt we're the first birds that ever thought of building a nest under a house set on wheels, she said as she brought the first piece of straw and put it in place. Won't the other birds be jealous of us? I'm so thrilled I'm all aflutter. And thus it came to pass that just under the floor of that little red house on wheels, up in a corner on top of the axle, Mr. and Mrs. Robin built their nest. When it was finished, birds flew in from all over Wington to see it. Some chirped one thing and some another. Most of them were very complimentary in their chirps, and some were just a little envious of the robins. But Mr. Owl, who was very wise and terribly old-fashioned, blinked his eyes and said to his wife, "'It looks very nice, but what if those wheels should begin to roll?' "'And do you know?' That is exactly what happened. It was several weeks later when there were three little birds in the little brown pocket that a railroad engine backed up to the little red house and pulled it away. For you see, it was not a little red house after all, but a freight train caboose that had been left on the siding for several weeks when the railroad company didn't need it. But later an order came for the caboose to be hooked up to the very end of a new freight train and sent many, many miles away. And thus it was that while Mr. and Mrs. Robin were attending a cocktail party at the treetop club, their nest and the three little robins were taken away. And to this day they haven't seen them, nor do they know what happened to them. They were modern, you see, so modern they lost their little bird children. Yes, so often being modern does cost more than it could ever be worth. Well, let's see if we have some other birds in Wington that don't learn something from the sad story and the unfortunate decision made by the robins. This one is called A Safe Nest. I wouldn't call it queer, but it was a bit unusual. I mean the place Mrs. Sparrow and Mrs. Swallow built their nest. You see, they heard about the tragic mistake of Mr. and Mrs. Robin, as I told you in a previous story. You remember how Mr. and Mrs. Robin, trying so hard to be modern and up-to-date, built their nest under the little red house on wheels, which turned out to be a freight train caboose. So, when the caboose was pulled away, they lost their home and their little baby birds. Well... Mrs. Sparrow and Mrs. Swallow fell to talking about that one day as they hunted worms in the same backyard. 
Mrs. Swallow said. Our little birds are exposed to so many dangers nowadays. Dogs and cats and snakes and wolves. I just wonder where is the best place to build a nest. I don't mind being poor and having to scratch for worms if I can only be sure that my children will grow up safe and sound. I feel exactly the same way, said Mrs. Sparrow. It certainly is a problem. Last year, we had our nests down near the park. It was not so bad on weekdays, but there was so much noise on Sundays that it just didn't seem right at all. Mr. Sparrow and I have decided that we must get our children into a different neighborhood. We want to change, too said Mrs. Swallow. Last year, we built near a barn. Of course, the market was handy, but we didn't like the atmosphere at all, and the rats were something terrible. I'm not sure how long this discussion continued, but as they were flying home side by side, they happened to pass over the church. That is, they were about to pass over when Mrs. Sparrow said, The church! Maybe we could find a place to build there. So they made a two-point landing on the tower to look over the situation. It didn't take them long to spot two nice corners just under the roof, well protected from the wind and rain. Yours is a wonderful idea, said Mrs. Swallow. This is the safest place I know to rear our children. And she was right, wasn't she? All the parents who bring their children to Sunday school and then have them with them in church know she was right. The safest place in all the world to bring up children within the protecting walls and under the sheltering roof of the church. So that's where Mrs. Swallow and Mrs. Sparrow did build their nest, side by side, on a ledge under the roof of God's house. That decision of theirs pleased God so much that he preserved an account of it in his own holy book. If you want proof that I'm telling you the truth, Go home and turn in your Bible to the 84th Psalm, the third verse. There you will read, Yea, the sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. I wish that all human fathers and mothers were as wise as Mrs. Sparrow and Mrs. Swallow. That would please God, too, I'm sure. I hope you enjoyed those stories about some of the people of Wington. I want to close this time with another verse from God's holy book that shows how much God loves us and all the little birds as well. It's from the book of Matthew. In God's Bible. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. 
and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So you have no reason to be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I hope you'll join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner.